the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Tyson, my friend. I miss recording. I love doing our show. I've been thinking that maybe we need to record twice a month so that we can maybe publish twice a week. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I've totally not even said that to you out loud. It was just a thought I was having this morning. But I mean, I'd be willing to do what we do on this Thursday when we do all of our recordings. I'd probably be willing to do that twice a month. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's so weird. You started to do the intro and I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, it's been so long since we've done the intro because we're, we're batching these together when we do them. So it's been a month since we've recorded. It just feels kind of odd to not record because I think most people know this, the regular listeners do that. Like we, we've recorded every single week. I like guess we've not missed a week and we used to just record every single week. And so it's interesting how when we batch it, you, it's not that you forget how to do it. It's just, it's been so long that you're like, oh my gosh, you gotta, you gotta remember how to do this. Well, I went back to listen to episode 28 of the I Love Marketing podcast this week because it's about referrals and repeat clients. And I noticed that on that one, he goes, I'm Dean Jackson and he's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing podcast. And so, you know, obviously we model a lot of what we do off those guys, but I thought it was interesting that Joe's not even in the intro. It's just all Dean. I didn't know that. So the way that we do, like, is that how they always do it? Does Dean do the whole thing? It's the same intro they've always had. Yeah. Wow. I I thought that it was the way, kind of the way we do it. So ours is similar. It's not the same. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, I got a great topic for us today. It, of course, came to me on the treadmill, as so many things do these days. I'm really driving people crazy with all my text from the treadmill because I just have all these ideas when I'm hiking up this damn eight-point scale treadmill and the because, topic it's because you're trying to escape the pain you're trying to yeah. you're going through all this pain you're like i gotta escape it somehow so you you send all these texts to us some people would say walk a little faster hacking and then you won't have time to text us but today i want to talk about threading the needle and you know i loved 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 the ritual book that you sent me finding ultra top 10 book of mine maybe top 20 book of mine i just really loved it I thought at the end, he had a great roadmap for like how to break things down into smaller bite-sized pieces to fix things. But 
in that book, he talked about how he is a person of extremes. And I know that to be true for myself. And this will sound strange, but I reread my eulogy for my father yesterday. And in there, I reminded myself of why I'm a person of extremes. My father was very much a person of extremes. I said during the eulogy that if he, he liked you, he loved you. But if he didn't like you, he hated you. And that's generally true with me of other things, not necessarily people, but that I'm either all in or I'm all out. And one of the things that 75 Hard has helped me open my eyes to is that I really do tend to swing from one extreme to another. I'm not on a diet. I'm pigging out. I'm not taking care of my body. Or I'm in this hardcore 75 Hard thing where I'm dropping weight and eating right and exercising. And and I really want to try on a personal level to focus on the straight path sort of in the middle, in the gray area, because it's it's a little bit more anxiety inducing to be in the gray area versus being in the extremes. I think that's we're seeing that a lot in politics where people are way out on the fringes and there's not a lot of stuff in the middle. And I think in our firms, and that's what I want to talk about today is I think with our firms that either we are delegating or we're micromanaging or we're focusing on marketing or we're letting marketing run its course or we're digging all in on our cases and or we're taking a break. And so I just wanted to throw that out as a topic for the two of us to talk about today. I just think it's funny. You you sent that text and I'm thinking like, what are you talking about? Like Jim Hacking does not do right down the middle of the road, right? It, it, it just doesn't happen. You know, it makes me think of the Ronald Reagan quote, like the only thing down the middle of the road are uh, yellow lines and dead armadillos. That's what so it makes me think of, but like Jim Hacking doesn't do this. This is Tyson Mutrix. This is this is a text that Tyson Mutrix would have sent. I actually kind of pride myself in kind of being that sort of middle of the road, even despite that quote, being sort of down the middle of the road and trying to be sort of even keeled and level out because – in my opinion, the extremes are extremely harmful. Um, not necessarily in marketing and the way you you do things. Like I, I do think that having your voice and being that weirdo is really, really important. So make sure we're not, you know, conflating the two. But I, I do think that having those extremes are really, really harmful, both in social life and politics and uh, in our firms, because if you're at one of those extremes, I mean, your people are kind of trying to drag you back towards the middle. So I was really fascinated by the text. I was just like, and I wonder where, like how you came to this, because this is not you and you, you said it's not you. So I guess what brought you to this? Cause this is a really, it's not just the finding ultra book and there's gotta be something else going on in the firm that's made you come to this topic. Well, one thing is, is that. And this is a phrase I also used about my father was that my father would take violent likings to things, violent likings to things. And I take violent likings to things. And so to your point, that gives our team members whiplash because on one week, Jim says, this is the most important thing for our firm. We've got to fix this right now. And then 10 days later, Jim's forgotten about it and he's on to the next thing. I mean, you can certainly appreciate this based on our experience in Maximum Lawyer. I mean, I, I do this. I, do I just this wait a week. Poor, I just wait a week. <laughs> I do this to poor Becca and to you all the time, right? Like, it's funny that you say that you wait a week because, you know, Kelsey and I, when we were on our eternal quest for software, we landed for about 
a month on Process Street. And Imani said, I'm just going to wait around. I'm not even going to learn this until it's really a thing. And she was right. It was gone out the door before she ever had to learn it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know the number of softwares that you've uh, used in your firm, but it's, it's over 10. Uh, oh, it's, I'm, I'm talking about all the softwares. Oh, it's, shit. It's 100. A hundred. Got to be quite a bit. Well, let's not escape reality for a second, though. Reality is, is that's the way you are, Jimmy. And I think that you are not alone. There are a lot of people that are like you. And there are certain things that I do that I kind of just jump all in on something and torture my firm with it. So it's it's not just you. But what are some things we could do, do you think, that to help buffer that? That we, we know we're, that, that we're like this in some, some aspects. You're like this in most aspects. So what are, what are some things that we can do to help buffer it for our team so that we don't, we don't drive them nuts? Well... For me, luckily, I have Amani, right? So Amani is the yin to my yang. She balances me out. She's a one quick start, whereas I'm a 10 quick start. She's a nine follow through, where I'm a three follow through. So having someone who you have to listen to, like that was a great equalizer for our firm was, and, and, and you and I have seen this, that a lot of people that we've talked to in the guild and in the big group, you know, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was, it's great because I don't have a boss, but then I, I sometimes don't get everything done because I don't have a boss. So when Imani came into the firm and poor Adela, who was the queen of the, the biggest sufferer of whiplash, had someone to sort of balance things out, that's, that's when we really started getting traction in the firm. So I think one is to know yourself. That's really important is to know yourself and then to figure out how do I counterbalance that? I actually think in our firm, it takes a couple of slow quick starts to slow me down, to balance me out. Like I think that I have so much energy and I have so many ideas that it really takes a lot of different people to make those things happen versus, yeah. Um, yeah. So you said something and it made me think about um, law firm owners and it's, I, I think the way that we've been kind of talking, it kind of seems like, you know, we're, you know, on a spectrum and you kind of go one way or the other way. And it's only about one thing, but it really is when it comes to running a firm, like a list of things that you could be on one side of the spectrum or the other or towards the middle. And like, I'm just kind of picturing a law firm owner, right? And like, you've got like, it's just a list of little dials, almost like a soundboard where you're kind of moving the soundboards back and forth. And there, some of the things you see with some of these law firm owners is they want to make a bunch of money, right? They don't want to manage their employees. They want to come into whenever they want. And all those things don't necessarily match up. You know what I mean? Like you can't have all of those things. They just don't work that way. You got to have to balance some of those things out. So if you want to make a bunch of money and you don't want to manage your employees, then you're going to have to hire somebody else. <laughs> you, know, you can't just not do those things. You're, you got to, it's constantly moving these dials back and forth, trying to balance things out. And whenever you, whenever you move the dial to one side, you're, you're sort of taking away from another side of something else and you got to balance those things out. So you can't, you're, you're not just one dial. I guess is my point. You got your, you're a list of dials and you got to figure all that balance out. That the, and you do, you said something in your text, it was the middle straight path. And I thought you said something about balancing out, but maybe, maybe not, no, not too hot, not too cold, just right. And that's kind of what it is. It's a balancing out of dials for your firm. Running your own practice can be scary. Whether you're worried about where the next case will come from, feeling like you're losing control over your growing firm or frustrated from being out of touch with everyone working under your license, the stress can be overwhelming. 
We will show you how to turn that fear into a driving force of clarity, focus, stability, and confidence that eliminates the roller coaster of guilt-ridden second-guessing and mistake-making to get you off that hamster wheel for good. Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time is a step-by-step -step playbook that shows you how to identify what your firm needs and how to proactively get it at every stage of the game so you are prepped and excited for the inevitable growth that will follow. Name the lifestyle that you want and we'll show you how to become a Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. Find out more by going to MaximumLawyer.com forward slash course. And there's times where different things have to happen, but I mean... I think that I am trying to move more towards that middle path to not be out on the extremes, to be a little bit more of an even keel, but it's hard. It's not my natural inclination. And I think it's really hard when you're starting out and you're by yourself because you're your own worst enemy. You don't have those checks. You don't have those bumpers. That's what I've been really playing around with is this idea of bumpers, both as I delegate things to people and, but also with me, it's that it's good just to have markers on either side to keep me from going too far afield. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really, really good advice. Building in, you made a point about Amani. I, I, I never got to it, but I'll come back to it now because she's one of your markers, right? She kind of, she's one of those buffers that you've built in and intentionally, not intentionally, whatever. But it's, it, this is especially true when it comes to people that are solos because they don't have those built-in buffers that they don't have a person there that can help, kind of buffer them out. So having things that are built in that are non-human, I guess, <laughs> that are more objective standards that they can look to. Um, whether it is, you know, we, we typically only talk about KPIs when it comes to people that are growing their firms, but there's got to be something that is guiding the person. So if you're a solo, like for example, I had, whenever I first started my firm, I talked about this a long time ago where I had a certain amount of money that I said I, I had to make each week. So like that was like my KPI. I didn't call it a KPI at the time. I didn't know it. I didn't, at the time I didn't know what a KPI was, but I had a, you know, KPI for myself was that, that amount. And that sort of guided me, right? That kind of kept me on track throughout those first couple of years. And if you're a solo, you got to have that sort of thing. And, and it, it's, it's better, I think, if it's only one thing that you're focusing on that can kind of guide you to keep you on track. That way you're not moving from one extreme to the other. I think that a great way to think about it is, yeah, I'm a solo now. But if I had some person that I was paying a full-time wage to, to perform a job, how would I rate them and would I keep them? I mean, we've had two or three people in on the hot seat in the guild in the last, say, six or nine months who've basically said that the month before they signed up one or two cases. Now, any law firm that's separate from the owner, that's being treated as, a, as an LLC, like an actual breathing entity, if you had a full-time marketing director that you were paying 60, 70, 80, $100,000 a year, and they brought you two cases you'd fire them in a New York minute. You'd fire them in a New York minute. So I love that. I remember when you had that, I need to bring in this amount every week. And I think that people really need to look around at how they themselves are doing in these roles. And they'll say, well, I can't afford to hire anybody. Well, that's fine. But picture your, yourself as the whole team. And if, if the, this aspect of the team, if lawsuits are going out too slowly or if discovery was going out too slowly because it's you or because it's this paralegal who you're also asking to do marketing and 
leads calls and welcoming people to the office and all this other stuff. How do you rate that individually as compared to if you had somebody doing that job? Man, you're, you're getting, you're getting me worked up because this is so true. Cause don't tell me you're bringing in two cases, right? Uh, and then tell me you're doing all these marketing activities because no, you're not because, <laughs> because no, you're not right. You, what you're doing is you're working on the cases or you're doing something else. I don't know what that something else is, but if you say you want something, right, go and do the activities that need to be done to go do that thing. I don't care what it is. If you want to work on cases and get discovery out and all that, great. Hire someone that can bring in the cases, right? Hire someone that can, that can manage the office, but don't tell me that you are doing those, that you are doing all those marketing activities because you're not bringing any cases. You could, I promise you that I could go to Chicago right now. We're not, we're not in Chicago, but if, if I wanted to get 10 cases next month, guess what I would be doing? I'd be going out meeting with a bunch of attorneys and a bunch of potential referral partners to get clients. That's all I would be doing, right? Because that's what I want to do. I want to bring in those cases. You've got to do those activities. Um, and this is the dialogues I was talking about, Jimmy, because I'm taking away from other parts of my firm, right? That's what I'm doing. But that that's what I say I want to do, right? So you've got to target your activities toward the goals that you want to achieve. This is so great because Tyson, you have completely identified the path that I got to today's topic, okay? Because I was thinking about having a topic of, you say you're working hard, but you're not working hard enough, right? So, I was thinking about those people that have signed up two cases in the last two months. And I was thinking about people that do a lot of activity, but that's not very well directed. Or even there's people who aren't doing that much activity. They say they are, but really, they're just scrolling Facebook, goofing off, seeing how their friends are doing, checking on a few cases, looking at the bank account and calling it a day. So that was one end of the extreme. Then I wanted then. So I was like, I wanted to do a whole fiery episode about getting people fired up, working harder, blah, blah, blah. But then I thought about people that we do know that are working too hard, that are doing too much, that are, you know, taking on too many responsibilities, that they're, you know, doing a pretty good job at lots of things instead of really good jobs at two things or one thing. And so that, and then, so I found myself on the treadmill talking about, or thinking about, you know, these two ends of the spectrum. And then I was like, no, what I want to talk to Tyson about today is not being on either one of those extremes, but rather in the, in the middle, you know, where things are getting done, you're not getting burnt out, work is being performed, money's coming in, but you're not, you know, way, way out in the stratosphere. So, you know... I'm going to ask you, it's a sort of a rhetorical question, but I actually do want a response from it. So, um, do you know where I think all this comes from? What, what, what could solve most of the problems when it comes to this? When it comes to going from one extreme to another, you mean? Right. A plan? Oh, yeah. Very close. Uh, the, the plan will work. I'll, I'll accept that answer. Having that guiding light at the end, right? Where you're kind of focusing on that vision and true north. guiding you, having that true north. I like, I like that. Having your true north and focusing on that, that will prevent many of those extremes going from one to the other. When you go to the office every day and you know that what, what the mission is for the firm, you're going to work on those things as opposed to, okay, scrolling Facebook like you're talking about. You know, you're, you're going to be doing those things that you're supposed to be doing to move the firm forward. So, yeah, I, I do think that in, we don't spend enough time on vision work. I know people don't. I know people listening to this right now, most of you have not done it. Take the time to sit down 
and go through the process, get Jason Selk's book and go through it. And there's, there's chapter seven, there's you know, a worksheet on it, right? R- Relentless Solution Focus is the name of the book. Um, chapter seven, there's a, it's, you, you go through, you answer a bunch of questions. It's going to help guide you down that path. So you got to do the work. That's part of it. And, and the work, here's the thing. We talked about this before. Like the work is not always what we think the work is, right? The, the, um, when you're talking about, uh, let me use videos as an example. And people, um, they are like, okay, I know I, I've got to do videos, but I, I've got all the work I've got to do. Well, the videos are the work, right? That's the work. You're doing the work. Go do the work. So you got to figure out what the work is, but put the work in when it comes to vision first. And a lot of these other things, when it comes to the work, will fall into place. Well, it's so amazing because in my mind, I'm seeing like the two, you and I standing at the top of a building and we have all of our listeners and these law firm owners that we know. And I see them in sort of two camps, the ones that are working too hard and they're too hard on themselves and the ones who are coasting and saying that they're working. And I want to yell at the ones who are coasting and saying that they're working. You're not working hard enough. And then for the ones over there, I want to say, you're too hard on yourself. You need to relax a little bit. You're doing a great job, right? And what I want is to start helping those people get into the middle where they are working hard and they're working effectively and the right things are getting done. And they get to take a break when they're supposed to take a break, but they're not taking a break when they're supposed to be working. And then reverse that, vice versa. There you go. I like it. Well, you know what? In the rebooted maximum lawyer minimum time, I think uh, people are going to get some of that. So, um, I, well, I that's know. really what that that's also part of it is, you know, I'm working on the marketing section. And one of the things that our gurus are telling us is to talk to the Jim Hacking from five years ago or 10 years ago, talk to the Tyson Mutrix from eight years ago. Like, what were the things that you needed to know then that you know now? And so, you know, I'm the king of extremes. I'm, I'm, I've had times where I was just goofing off. I've had times where I've worked way too hard. So, you know, every course we create, every podcast we do, you and I, it's a message to ourselves first and foremost, always has been. I just love the fact that we're going to have these, like for the rest of eternity, like we're going to have these podcasts that we can go back, our kids can listen to, um, we can look at our progression. I've listened to a couple, um, like a month ago, a couple of our older episodes, and it's really kind of cool to see where we've been and where we are now and kind of where we're headed. So it's, it's kind of cool. But all right, Jim, but we need to wrap things up. Let's roll. All right. Let's see if I can remember to do how to do this. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to wrap things up. Before I do, I want to remind everyone to join us in the big Facebook group. Search Maximum Lawyer and you can find it on Facebook. Uh, Also, check us out on – we're doing some pretty cool stuff on – all the social medias. So go to Instagram. We've got some cool uh, little clips that we release on there too. But uh, so check us out there. Follow us there. Follow us on Twitter. A lot of cool things. And uh, while you're listening to the rest of this episode, if you don't mind giving us a five-star review, uh, wherever you listen to us, we would greatly appreciate it. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? Everybody loves to Netflix and chill. And I have a Netflix suggestion that will boost your confidence and get you motivated. It's an awesome documentary called 14 Peaks. It's about Nirmal Persia and his all Sherpa team who made a decision to try to climb the 14 highest peaks in the world in seven months. The first person that did it took 16 years. At the time that Nirmal and his team tried to do it, the record was in seven years and he decided to do it in seven months. Seven months. And so... 
And it's also a great family story because his mother is sort of sick during it. And there's just a great through line of his perseverance and the toughness. And he actually had a lot of fun while he's doing it. I think he's crazy, but it's just an awesome documentary that you should probably watch about twice a year. I like it. I've uh, I hadn't even heard of it until you said something. So I'll, I'll check it out. All right. So um, here's my, t- I'm going to play part of my tip. Ready? Say again, I am not American. So this is the app Pimsleur, and I'm learning Mandarin, and I'm it's, it's really exciting. I actually, it's really difficult, but I think that they I've, I've tried this before with some of the other apps. Pimsleur is by far the best one I've I've found. It's really really good. It's P I M S L E U R. So if you're trying to learn a new language, this is one of the ones you got to pay for, but. I highly recommend it. It is really cool. I really like playing around with it. So that is my tip of the week. If you want to learn a new language, you were going to say something, Jimmy. I saw I saw your face. You were going to say something. So I'm curious what you're going to say. I was just going to ask how you pick Chinese. It's, it seems really, really challenging. And I just wanted something mm-hmm. that was really, really challenging. That's why. And I've always had this weird fascination with wanting to learn Chinese. So I can't give you a really good answer. That's my best answer. That's awesome. All right. Well, good. That's great, buddy. Yeah, cool. So, all right, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us. Jimmy, great uh, great talking to you. I will uh, talk to you in a couple hours. Bye, buddy. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, more content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. Maximum Have a great week and catch you next time.